Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy New Year, Marvelites! Welcome back to Marvel Movie News. On today's packed show, we're going to be talking about The Runaways Season 2. Is Spider-Verse getting some TV spinoffs? I forgot to mute my computer. And is ABC going to have The Avengers host the Oscars? We'll find out that and more on today's Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk. Featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Marvel Movie News. Oh. Happy New Year. There I am. Happy New Year, Amy. Happy New Year, Marvelites. Welcome back. Oh, what a marvelous time. What a marvelous time indeed. (sighs) Did you have a great holiday break, Amy? I did. Did you? I did. It was a lot of fun. Uh... I watched a lot of TV, a lot of Marvel Same. stuff. Um, this is Marvel Movie News. We are coming to you live from Bronson Canyon, Los Angeles. That's where the runaways were hiding yeah. when they ran away. In yeah. case, they, I don't think they say that on the show, but that's where they are. Yeah, that's, um, true. that's where that's where the the hostel is. Um, we are on Popcorn Talk on YouTube. You can find us on uh, Twitter at Marvel News PTN, or you can follow the Popcorn Talk at the Popcorn Talk on Twitter. Um, you can also, uh, if you tweet, tweet a link out, both of those accounts will retweet. Just make sure you tag and put the live event link in your tweet. There's so much to talk about. There's so much. I'm sure. Zach Wilson. This is Amy Cassandra Martinez. Hello. Um, we got Jeff in the booth. Thank you, Jeff. You got it, guys. I'm glad uh, to be here. Um, we are going to talk about the, there's a new Captain Marvel trailer mm-hmm. today to tease you guys what we're going to talk about. And there's I'm not even going to tease everything. As I said, we're going to talk about Spider Verse, uh, potential TV spinoffs that's now floating out there in the ether. Uh, the Punisher trailer dropped this morning, so if you haven't seen that, we're going to take a look at it. Um, and. Uh, the, the Academy is genuinely considering having the Avengers host the Oscars. It's going to happen. Uh, Put so, the vibes out there. Um, there's some, and we're going to talk about not all of Runaway Season 2, so if you haven't finished it, don't worry. We're going to be careful about spoilers, but we are going to talk about our first reactions to what we've each seen of the show. Let's start off with Captain Marvel. Let's do um, it. The movie is two months out. Tickets are on sale now. Uh, I'm, I'm somebody who works super late on Thursday nights, so I can never see, get, get those like early screening tickets. I, I play it by ear and like find a genuine midnight screening sometimes. Yeah. But you can get your tickets now. You can. So get ready. I'm actually going to go to, there's like a fan event going on, which I really don't know what that means, but it popped up on, I'm part of the AMC Stubbs A-list, not sponsored, but hey, we're here if you want to. Um, but yeah, so I saw it and I signed up and I was like, I'm going, so I'm going. Nice. Yes, uh, AMC A-list, not sponsored, but it's why I've seen Spider-Verse so many times in How theaters. Many? Uh, at least uh, three, and I plan to see it at least once, if not two more times. Because nice. with I don't have to pay for the ticket; I just pay my monthly fee. It's yeah. great. It's great for people who love to rewatch movies. 
Anyway, um, so Captain Marvel out in two months. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at the third trailer and then talk about it. This one's faster. It's only a minute and a half, which is Brunch great. Is a good look for you. Did you have a rough day, Agent Fury? Yeah, I've also I've never seen this, so my mouth I'm will be clarification on dropped this the whole time. Invasion. Remember we Whoa. talked about how they needed that sort of pop music like fast thing. That's what that's exactly what they're doing here. They're giving you yeah. they're giving us exactly okay. what we talked about. And they're giving us grandma again. I love this. Prove you're not a scroll. That's a photon blast. And a scroll cannot do that. I'm just supposed to take your word for that. I love the eyebrow sass that that Carol's giving to Nick Fury in that moment. Oh my gosh. United. But Jude Law, the, the rumors and back and forth continue about whether he is Marvel or not. Um, and I, you guys can look those up. I won't give you tell you what, what the current state of those rumors are. I'm at a point where I don't want to know anything else yeah. anymore. I just, and this trailer is mostly footage that we've seen. Yeah. There's a couple of extra things, like enough that it's like, okay, I'm seeing more. Yeah, oh, I love that so much. It's one of my favorite things. Look, look at that. Look at it. Epic. Uh, yes. Epic. What is this? Does announcing your identity on clothing help with the covert part of your job? Said the space soldier who was wearing a rubber suit. I love that because it's totally true. Shield has way too much branded clothing. I love it. I really I want a whole Shield costume slash outfit. I have a Shield like cardigan for some reason. Nice. I have to wear it one of these time, one of these weeks. Yeah. Um. So did this trailer get you more hyped? I know we were had we were talking through it because we have to talk over it. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot more sass that we haven't seen in previous trailers, so we were able to get that this time around. Um, And yeah, just to see the interaction between her and Nick Fury is going to be really exciting. It was nice seeing like a little more of the emotion, like the human emotion Mm -hmm. from from Carol, because we've seen a lot of her as like her... I guess what, what I could say, like her mind wiped Cree form, where yes. she doesn't know who she is, yeah. and that's very she's very stoic in that. But mm-hmm. this, we're like, okay, so now I see the human side of this character, mm-hmm. um, not just the like presentable version. Like Carol's gonna be fun; she's yeah. gonna be a cool, like fun person. That gets me more excited. Yeah, I, and I think that's way more approachable for people that don't know anything about her to be excited about this movie. To be like, oh, okay, so she is gonna figure out like who she is, hopefully at some point, but she's going to be fun along the way even when she doesn't know who she is. Yeah, I like the photon blast thing. She's like, a Cree cannot do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Nick Fury's just like, I don't, how am I supposed to know that? Um, what's really cool is like, this is apparently Nick Fury like when he's just starting out. Yeah. So it's like him. And I like the hint that we're basically seeing the origins of the Avengers Initiative because he's talking to Coulson uh, and Coulson's just like, you think you can find others? This she's just the beginning, which feels oh. like it's like a really late in the pro in the movie scene because that's like him going like we got to find more of these people to form I don't know some kind of avenging body, something that sounds like Avengers. <laughs> but um, I like that it's the beginning of the 087s and like like so she's sort of one of the first like of their like the 087s that Nick Fury and Coulson encounter. Uh, what will be really funny is if Coulson, I, from this, I'm almost thinking that Coulson might be above Nick Fury at the moment. That's an interesting thought. Which, like, is totally possible depending on where, like, because Coulson, yeah, I mean, maybe not. 
But either way, I love that we're going to get to see them work together again. Uh, give me anything with Phil Coulson. I'll be happy. Oh, um, I, I mean, right yeah. now that we don't have Agents of Coulson S.H.I.E.L.D. and Lola Funko see. on the desk. <laughs> yeah, right now I need I need more Coulson in my life because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't currently on. Yeah, well, we only have four, four or five months until the new season of Agents mm-hmm. of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, oh, I'll be talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We've got that coming. That trailer looks really cool. Um, this actually, I think we talked about it during the last trailer. The, the trailers up until now have not gotten me super hyped about the movie. I was already hyped. They just didn't do anything to raise my level of excitement the way that, like, the Infinity War trailers. Like, I wanted to keep watching them because it looked mm-hmm. so crazy, like, what I was seeing. This is like, okay, this is sort of, I don't know what the plot is, but this is sort of what I was expecting to see. Yeah. This trailer is like, okay, here's the emotion and the feeling that that like pop song actually helps. Like it just like it's a little more than just like a score. Mm-hmm. So it gets me sort of more amped for the movie. This one. This one, this trailer one. Yeah. is more to me more effective than the one so far. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, I'm glad. People in the chat are excited to um yeah, Jay Snowden says, I'm excited for young Colson. I hope we get young May. I would scream in the theater if we got to see a young man. That's what I've I've yelled about because it'd be so easy. You technically, it's so far in the past. You wouldn't even you could use Ming Na Wen, but you wouldn't have to. You could just get any person. I mean, do it though. If you're gonna do it, do it. <laughs> but her. like, yeah, or even just like a reference. Like I'll I'll I'll, I'll call uh, my partner May and then go from there. Like that's all I need. No, Marvel. No. I want to see her. I want to see her, but I'm just saying you could get away with it. Um, I'm hoping that just because Clark Gregg is there, he pushed for something like that, even as Marvel Studios and Marvel TV still hate each other. Um, more and more, I'm yeah. hoping that Clark Gregg's. Can, can we just? Can I just call? Man. Can I call can her up just, and just? Can, you know. Just, um, yeah. But we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Two months, guys. Two months, and we get Captain Marvel. What a beautiful year. Um, so yes, very exciting. Um, this actually didn't have it on the rundown, but this, remi- this, tr- this reminded me. Um, they did say about the Avengers Endgame trailers and everything. Everything that we've seen mm-hmm. and everything that we will see is going to be from the first 15 minutes of the movie. They're not going to put anything further than 15 minutes in into promotional material. So if you're like, oh no, I can't watch the Avengers Endgame trailers, you apparently don't have to worry about it because it's just going to be right at the top, which is fantastic. And I actually love that they're telling us because that makes me feel more comfortable looking at promotional materials. Um, There were other leaks that came out this week that I'm not going to talk about because they're toy leaks, which we generally are going to keep... Yeah. ...to the thing. But, like, just costumes and stuff that, like, hint at things and, like... Samuel Jackson, uh, I tell you this so that you can look it up if you want to. Samuel Jackson might have slipped in an interview and let out some spoilers for both Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame. I have not heard of it. Yeah, so I'm not going to look it I'm up. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but he, he made some comments in an interview <laughs> yeah. that would theoretically spoil stuff that we've talked about. It's like theories, it, it might confirm some theories that we've had. There are also some IMDb listings of. Mm. Uh, this is a separate thing, but there are some IMDb listings of, like, era-specific people, like, 70s car girl. And it's like, what does that mean, IMDb? And they also listed a bunch of actors that you... The ancient one is currently listed on IMDb for Endgame. Huh. I, but it's but it's IMDb, which is wholly unreliable, because people yeah. from the theater... People from the studio do not 
act necessarily actively update that and right. it is you somewhat user generated. Right. But you can look at that, you can see that list uh, if you want. Yeah. Um it's probably just to me it's flashbacks, it's set up, it's like, oh, what happened? They, mm-hmm. If you use so if you've seen that room if they use footage from Doctor Strange where you see then the ancient one, they technically have to credit her. Yeah. So that's that's what I think that is. I think it's going to be other characters flashing back to what they've been through. Mm-hmm. As you would in a culmination of 10 years of movie making. I mean, but that just means really the possibilities are endless. I think we're all trying to... It's that one meme or gif. It's that gif of the woman with like the whole you know like screen in front of her of all these numbers and things. And I think every single time we get a little something, we're just trying to figure out exactly what that means. Um, but it's nice to know that they've got our backs. Yeah. That means, you know, everything that we've seen is only the first 15 minutes. You don't have to worry about the footage. We're good. At the very least. Thank you. Um, all right. Some Sony news real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Morbius mm-hmm. uh, is apparently already set to wrap filming it this year in May. It'll be done by May. Wow. I can't even believe this movie is happening, let alone that it's done. I know. Or, or it's not even done. It's five months out. But. So fast. That, uh... I, they, like they, Jared Leto made some comments that it may or may not be connected to Venom. They're not really concerned about it, so it'll probably be more standalone. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, you're just making a vampire movie, though. Like, I don't. Are know you that... not happy about a vampire movie? Then <laughs> is that what you're saying? I just don't know what Morbius. Um, I don't know what Morbius has to do with. Like. To me, the Morbius take on vampires is not so unique that you need to do a whole movie for him without mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Like, him as a villain for Spider-Man, I, I could be interested in that. That might be a cool thing to do. But mm-hmm. as his own character, I don't see it. Time will tell. People liked Venom. It made a, it made so much money. It made, it made over $800 million at the box office, so much so that the sequel is officially moving ahead, and yeah. it now has a writer. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Marcel... Who uh, we have a we have a, a picture of. Um, uh, there's there's her with uh, with Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. I think it was from one of the Venom like events. Um, Good for her. She is uh, officially being put on board of writing sequel. She was one of the writers mm-hmm. on the first movie. Um, a lot of movies nowadays have a have a room. Yeah. So, uh, but she will be writing. She's also written um, Fifty Shades of Grey. You guys might have heard of that, um, yeah. but she she apparently like uh, didn't love the uh, the version that was in theaters. So don't let that scare you. Yeah, and that's <laughs> also like that's somebody who is like who learns to write adaptations. Yeah, like that's a huge deal, especially when you're talking about creating this. Um, especially, don't forget Melissa Rosenbaum wrote Twilight, who created Jessica Jones. Yes, which I would argue is. To me, the best Marvel thing that's ever happened ever, personally. But that's just me. Yeah, it's certainly up there. I think after the last season of Daredevil that we got, it was just like, whoa. She's also credited uh, for writing Saving Mr. Banks for Disney. I just saw that for the first time. Yeah. um... Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I think with writers, you can never just judge them on a thing that they did. Because they're going to want to do multiple... Um, genres of writing, and some you'll like, some you won't. But the thing is that there are people out there that enjoy every single thing that some of these people create. So, yes, yay, positivity. Because I'm actually, I'm pretty pumped about the sequel to Venom. I'm not gonna lie. I'm more, I'm more interested in the sequel than I was in the original because I think that I just the villains of the original were boring. Um, but a Venom versus Carnage movie. 
it, depending on how they do it, could be really interesting. And a gorgeous I, wig that we all love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I hope they play up. They joked a lot about this being like a rom-com, and they keep set, kept saying, like, Venom's a rom-com. It wasn't, but mm-hmm. I want that version. I mean, let's just, like, let's fully go into all the possibilities, you know? Like, we don't, we don't really know. So I think that they're going to have fun with it. And I know that there's some people that really do not care for Venom, but there are some of us out there that really did have fun. So I'm curious to see exactly what they're going to take from the first one. And really, like, change or just, like, you know, really go into for the second one. Yeah, I think for me, for me, I was not a huge fan of it. Mm -hmm. But I think there were enough pieces of it that, like, with a proper villain, it could be really interesting. And I think you need to play up the fun of the relationship angle between Eddie and Venom. Where treat it like it's a romantic relationship. Not just, like, this, whatever it was in the first one. I think if you treat it like a romance, it will be more fun. And yeah. that's what you're going to need, especially against the darkness of, like, Woody Harrelson's carnage, mm-hmm. which would be, like, I, I think he's a great choice. I hope they let him be as, I hope they let the movie be as violent as carnage should be. Yeah. Um, it, you, there's a way to do it. Deadpool, Once Upon a Deadpool showed us that there is, you can still do the same plot points without the gore, mm-hmm. but carnage is, it's in his name. <laughs> I know. If it's not gory, it almost feels like you're missing pieces of it. Yeah, I know. Well, it'll be interesting to see it and to see exactly how much it's going to change. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're going to take our input, you know, and (laughs) y'all's input in the chat for sure because they watch this. So we'll see what that means, really. Um, Let's talk about award season. Let's guys. do that. Um, this is a big year for Marvel for Ooh. awards. Um, yes, uh, there's there's uh, the Golden Avenger, um, and we're going to talk about the Academy Awards themselves in a minute. But I thought we would talk about just who all got nominated this year because the, like Marvel keeps racking up the nominations. Um, Spider Verse won a Golden Globe for Best Animated Feature. Isn't so cool. Um, Disney usually has those on lock, either through yeah. Pixar or their own animated things. But like yeah. Sony and Marvel came in, and I like Spider Verse. Like we don't have time to go into like a deeper review today um, mm-hmm. because there's so much to cover. But that movie is so it's so good. There was never a question whether it earned that mm-hmm. that win. Mm-hmm. Um, like I really like Ralph Breaks the Internet. Oh yeah, and I just saw that one too. Really nice. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. But yeah. did you? But what, what? I mean, don't don't feel like you have to say it just because it's a Marvel show. No, and honestly, I'm not biased at all because I love Ralph and that whole. I mean, I guess now it's a baby franchise. Um, but the amount of skill that it took to create how you know how different spider-verse was like that should be recognized yeah and it was whether you're a marvel fan a dc fan you don't like comic books at all like this was completely different than anything we've ever seen and that deserved a golden globe yeah. for sure yeah i'm just so happy for them <laughs> yeah um so we have that um, Black Panther is oh well with well, Spider Verse I you know how excited I how much I love that movie yeah um, I don't know how I can get my shoes up onto the desk do it but I got uh, hey I'm where I'm rocking the uh, the official Spider Verse uh, Jordans oh that I got over the break nice they were not cheap to find especially in my 
giant shoe size. But uh, they, but I very much enjoyed walking around in Miles' shoes. I feel like we need to do like a whole, you know, like swipe up for the link to get these, but not sponsored. <laughs> but like, if people want to get them, will you share a link on your Twitter? It's all second market now. They sold out like that. It's the it's the, you know it's the shoe collect. It's the sneaker the sneaker heads. Um, yeah. I had to go on eBay to get them. Hey, but, whatever you got to do. Yeah, man. Uh, but I but I every step I take, I think about Spider Verse now. Every step. People in the chat are really liking your shoes. Yeah, it's way. they're very comfortable, but also I remember how much I spent on them, which I'm not going to share. Well, it's an investment, you know, for your future <laughs> yes. and for the universe that is Marvel. No, but that's how much that movie. I I literally bought them because that movie helped, like, put me in such a good mood that, like, thinking about it actually and listening to the soundtrack, which <sighs> I did a lot on, like, I went on a road trip and I listened to that soundtrack probably five times while I was on this trip, and everything that reminds me of that movie is like, oh yeah. The world's not all terrible. I mean, the world is terrible, but, but there's a little all. glimmer of hope because yeah. we can all wear the mask or the shoes in this case. <laughs> that really, I mean, true. Um, yeah. Back to award season. Um, some other nominations that we got. Uh, Black Panther uh, did not win anything at the Golden Globes. Yeah. But it was nominated for a Writers Guild Award mm-hmm. for script, for adapted screenplay. Um, it was nominated for Producers Guild Award for Best Feature. All expect the the Academy Award nominations aren't out yet, but everything suggests that Black Panther probably will get a Best Picture nomination. Whether it gets any of the other categories that it's hoping for, uh, we'll see. Probably Kendrick Lamar, All the Stars. Yeah, you think that one? Uh, it didn't. A Star Is Born like Ooh. easily took the Golden Globe, but do you think it has a chance to win Best Song for the Oscars? I don't know. I don't know, but it should be nominated. Yeah, I'm sure it will sure. be. Um, All the Stars like was a huge hit, and I, there's no question that it will be nominated, yeah. just whether it stands a chance to win. Oh, I don't know. But there are a lot of surprises. I mean, I, I wasn't... I was surprised that Bohemian Rhapsody won. Um, a lot of people picture, are, and so. I think that it... I, well, I think a, a Black Panther winning Best Picture is, is a stretch. Like, I think mm-hmm. that there was enough reaction to Bohemian Rhapsody winning that it may actually hurt its chances for the Oscars because people are going to... I think there's going to be a sense of like, oh, well, I didn't. I so didn't want that to win. I'm going to make yeah. sure it doesn't for this one. So we'll yeah. see what happens there. But the big story when it comes to the Oscars is... This comes to us courtesy of The Hollywood Reporter. Mm -hmm. They are saying that because of there's all this... If you haven't heard, Kevin Hart was scheduled to host the Oscars, and then there was some... uh, There was another, basically, flare-up of of social media. He Mm -hmm. made some um, comments about um, about, uh, LGBTQ uh, Mm -hmm. people. I, I don't even know what it was that he said, but he claimed he apologized. The Academy said he didn't, and then he quit over it. And then he was like, maybe I'll come back. And then he didn't. And he talked to Alan. It's a whole saga we don't need yeah. to get into. But now the rumor is uh, Hollywood Reporter has sources that are saying the Academy is trying to assemble all of the Avengers actors to, as a group, host the Academy Awards uh, in late February. That would be great. We, I, I, I honestly do want to know in in the comments down below and in the chat if you guys you know if you're not a huge fan of the oscars if you weren't going to really tune in if you would tune in for the avengers you know to support your fellow avengers would you do that let us know in the comments below um i feel like i have to tune in now of course 
I'm usually hit and miss. There's some years where I'm like, yeah, let's do an Oscar party. I'm going to do the pool. And then other years I'm like, I don't need to watch that thing. I don't care. And this year I'm like torn on it because I want to root for Spider-Verse. I want to root for Black Panther. But it's still a long ceremony. But if they're going to have like Marvel jokes and Avengers jokes scattered throughout the entire show, I'm going to have to watch the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, Hayes, you know, I was saying, what about Thanos for Oscar host? I mean, they didn't say no. We have the Avengers, so maybe we have, right? Like, it's totally set in stone. Uh, but you never know. That would be fun. I Wouldn't mean, it? That's, oh. the, <clears throat> that's the interesting thing. They have, like, so it's it's a month and a half out. So the amount, the, to get visual effects for something like this done, like, if they were actually going to do anything like that, that's that's my only question for yeah. the Academy. It's like, are you just gonna have like Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans and Mark Ruffalo like they doing like costume. hosting bits like throughout the, or, or are you gonna do like what Tom Hiddleston did at Comic Con all those years ago, where he came out as Loki? So like, yeah. are you talking about having Tony Stark show up at the Oscars, or are you just gonna have Robert Downey Jr. doing all this stuff? Um, and the, the, what the article says is that, like, this is why you didn't see any of those actors doing anything at the Golden Globes. Like, just by chance. Like, like yeah. it, you didn't really notice it, but uh, when you said it, like, yeah, Scarlett Johansson didn't do anything. Chris Evans didn't do anything. Robert Downey Jr. didn't do anything. And apparently, because they asked them, like, if we, we might do this, like, you can't do the Golden Globes because we need it to be more special. Yeah, I mean, we did see... Um... Some people from Black Panther present. Yes, but not... Um, not necessarily Avengers, Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, just just having the possibility of that happen makes me so excited. I'm going to watch the Oscars regardless because I've grown up watching, you know, all of yeah. the award shows since I was a kid. Um, but it'd be so freaking cool. Can you imagine? Like, just, just think about it and just let yourself live in that moment for a little. Whether it happens or doesn't. Just the idea makes me happy. I also think from a producing perspective, it would be really smart for them because like the spirit of Marvel, like that whole universe and the attitudes around Marvel are kind of the opposite of the overly politicized, fearful climate that Hollywood's going for right now. And there's mm-hmm. a huge mainstream crossover. So I can see why this would be a logical producing choice. It's also being broadcast on ABC, which is owned by Disney, which owns Marvel. It's all one thing now, guys. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's not the worst idea. Like, it could be cool. I just, I'm curious as to what they're going to do. My whole thing for years has been get, let the Muppets host the Oscars. I've been hearing that. I mean, that would I would be prefer the Avengers. Way more. F- I mean, like, I love, obviously, I'm here talking about Marvel every week. I love the Avengers, but the Muppets, because the Muppets are hosts. That's the difference, is Captain America is we not a host. But we don't know. Maybe he hasn't tapped into that skill that he has. We don't know. <laughs> he was a stage performer back in the 40s. So there are possibilities there. Um, but that that's the difference to me. Is the Muppets like are genuine entertainers. Like I don't know what the Avengers... That's what I'm curious about. It's like, are, are they going to do battle shtick? Like, where they, are there bits where they're fighting people in the audience? Or is it going to be like... Is is T'Challa gonna get up there and give like a speech about like bringing our nations together? I just I don't know oh, what it, I don't know see? what this looks like. How cool would that but, be? But uh. it would be. But it'll be interesting. It's better than just a generic like 
hey, we're just going to have celebrities like make pre-written jokes mm-hmm. for yeah. Things. So we'll see. We'll see what it looks like. But yeah, uh, tell us uh, in the comments and on Twitter what you guys, mm-hmm. if this makes you more likely to watch or not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So I don't know if we have the cue today, but it is time to get into Marvel TV time. Oh, yeah, there it is. Woo. Marvel movie news. Target, 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 target. Talking TV. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, and this one, so, so these stories, as we were talking about a little bit before the show, the, the line between uh, not TV time and TV time is getting blurrier and blurrier every week. Yeah. Uh, because this is somewhat movie topic because we're talking about Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. But this week... There were rumors now um, that Sony might be considering a Spider-Verse TV spinoff. Um, it came uh, with, from comments from Sony uh, CEO Kenichiro Yoshida, um, who was talking, because there's uh, consumer electronics and Sony's talking about everything, mm-hmm. but they're talking about taking all of their properties and spinning them off and doing more things with them, and TV has become such a viable landscape so now Spider-Verse was listed as a property that could spin off into TV. What do you think? Like, do you think that there's, do you think there's room there? I think there is room. And I, I can only imagine, you know, there were plenty of new Marvel fans that came out of the theater, theaters after watching Spider-Man. Katy Perry loved Spider-Verse. I don't know if you saw that. I did not see that. Katy Perry said, like, I'm not a huge, like, Spider-Man fan, but she apparently loved Into the Spider-Verse. See, that's what it's all about. So if we can grab all of those, you know, new fans and bring them to the TV world, how cool would that be? Because it's like, it was fun to go see it, and, you know, you've seen it now, like, 55 times. Just kidding. Um, but I imagine, will. like, having it so accessible that people can have that. And also, yeah. not to mention, it's so freaking positive, and it makes you feel good when you leave, you know, watching something like that. So we can have something that creates that much positivity on our screens that's super accessible. Yeah. Then how great would that be? For me, the question is how, like, what parts of that are repeatable? Yeah. Oh. Well, the money, I mean, the, the animation style and everything, but, but like, there are ways that they figure that out. I mean, you get, like, the How to Train Your Dragon TV show, the Madagascar TV shows. Like, they can take those animation styles and find ways to simplify them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, like, that's all interesting and scalable and possible, but the positivity and all that, that's because that story was so well written. But you're not going to get that amazing writing team to write every episode of whatever these shows are. Who says? <laughs> Who says? There, I mean, if you can get talented writers that know how to write well and, you know, come up with original storylines, but also, like, do callbacks to the comics, then yeah. why not? It doesn't need to be exactly this group of people as long as they appreciate canon. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, the, the question is, because they're not just going to take these characters and all of them and right. do a show with them, but it, the idea would probably be, to me, the most likely candidate is uh, Spider-Ham, is to do a, a Spider-Ham show or miniseries so? or even shorts. It's the simplest to just make into a show because it's so silly and the animation style is so cartoony that mm-hmm. it would be cheaper. Um, but I, I, but I, like, it's very kid-friendly, so you could put it almost anywhere. And True. it's so unique. Like it's it, to take him and put him in his own world is just like you can easily tell those like silly Looney Tunes stories with a Spider-Man character. Yeah, but like I think part of the appeal of 
Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. It's just how complex it is. Yeah. So, like, if we just pick Spider-Ham, no offense, dude, but, like, that's just one little tiny bit. And if we're, like, simplifying it, then it's just like, oh, something you could put, like, meh. No, like, it still needs to be good because if we're bringing that spinoff, then let's keep the quality, keep the writing really good, um, you know? Yeah. I guess the question, well, so we've got the sequels coming. Like, so we know where, we, that, like, Miles is tied up. So you're not going to get Miles because his story is going to be continued on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gwen and uh, Gwen and, uh, if the rumors are true, Silk and Spider Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman, are tied up in the spider uh, women sequel that's going to the big screen. So theoretically, you could go into Spider Noir or um, uh, Penny Parker, the Spider. Penny Parker would um, be great. Character, yeah. like anime style, that could be really interesting. Or yeah. maybe this is just a series of like of forty five minute, forty four minute like mini movies. Yeah. With some of these characters, there's also a billion different Spider Man spinoff characters that you could do. Like, I would love to see Spider UK. For one, like the British Spider-Man, that who's like cool. very much like in charge, like he's very yeah, like, take charge version of Peter Parker, who's also just British, and he wears like a Union Jack version of the spider suit. That's so cool, which is really funny. So there's a there's obviously tons of possibilities, mm-hmm. um, but I'm curious which ones you guys. So let's know again in the comments below what which one you want to see. What Spider-Man would you do you think would work as a series mm-hmm. in this world? Mm-hmm. Um, Thunder God Cairo seven seven zero says, "I'd love to see more about Penny Parker." So yeah, hmm? could be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely a lot of stuff to play with there. It's like a whole web, you know, just connects. Um, more writers that we have to know that we know about now: mm-hmm. Vision and the Scarlet Witch Yay! has found its showrunner in Jack Schaefer. Um, mm-hmm. Jack Schaefer is one of the writers on Captain Marvel coming out in two months. Mm-hmm. She's also listed as the writer currently for the Black Widow movie. So she's very busy. Yeah, go, girl. Um, so, so apparently Marvel likes what they're getting from her because she's not just going to be writing uh, writing some episodes. She's the showrunner. She's mm-hmm. in charge of this miniseries or whatever it's going to be, Vision and the Scarlet Witch. Um, as far as her, like, what she's done in the past... Not a lot that you would have necessarily seen. Um, her on her IMDb credits, she has Olaf's Frozen Adventure short. Oh. She wrote that. Um, she wrote a sci-fi. Her sort of breakout thing was a movie. She uh, a sci-fi comedy she wrote called Timer. That was back in two thousand nine, so ten years ago. I get the sense that she's probably ghost written a lot of content that we've seen. Yeah, um, that's that ghost written. Huh? Uh, that was good. <laughs> nice. Uh, I didn't even intend to do that, but I'll take ownership of it. Um, well, a lot of times, so if if you haven't heard from her, I wouldn't be concerned. Yeah. Um, because she's probably like a lot of these movies have rooms nowadays, and mm-hmm. she's probably been a writer in a lot room for a lot of movies that we just didn't know that she was involved in. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they trusted her on as one of the writers on Captain Marvel, the fact they're trusting her with Black Widow. I, I trust Kevin Feige to have found good talent that we just haven't heard of yet. Yeah, I trust Marvel. Yeah. I'm cool. And it's great to see a female showrunner taking over a show with uh, what is going to have one of two leads is going to be female. Yeah. Uh, what, and, like, this is a big deal. I mean, this is the first time we've seen these characters from, you know, the big screen come to a smaller screen. Yeah. For her to be able to be a part of that is awesome. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm very curious to see with this show. Like, I want to know what kind of angle they're going to take. If they're going to, like... 
there's the recent Vision run, which was like him trying to have like a suburban life, but it wasn't with Scarlet Witch. It was because they had separated and like mm-hmm. he was, he had literally built himself a family. It's super crazy. Read that run if you want. It's like two graphic novels, so it's not a long read. Um, do they go that route or do they just go, is this, is this a rom-com show with the two of them on the run? Is this an action show? Only time will tell. Maybe a little be... bit of all of that. Yes. Uh, oh, please, give me the romance. I want the romance between Vision and Scarlet Witch. I mean, And I yes. laugh, but, like, I'm I'm not joking. Uh, <laughs> all right. Netflix time. Um, some, like, a bunch of Netflix updates. Uh, I'm actually go. Uh, let's go with the order that I set earlier, and then we'll, we'll come back through. Okay. Punisher got its new trailer today. Woo! Jeff, let's take a look at that trailer. Why did you it's the first Bart? actually like long footage we've seen of this show. It comes out in a week. That's true, the 18th. Yeah. Holy moly. A week from tonight at midnight, you will get more Punisher. You know, it's almost like I miss him. You were happy for the excuse. And there's been a lot of Punishers, like, there's actually some news stories about the Punisher that are, that are really interesting from Jerry Conway and, uh, and, and John Bernthal. But in this trailer... Everybody that I've ever cared about. How do you think so, that feels? He's not going aft- actively after people. It's still people that are chasing him. Yeah. Which is sort of oh. good. It's like that line you sort of have to walk with a live-action version of, like, in 2019 of the yeah. Punisher. But... We've got Russo back. Oh, I love that. Jigsaw. So, like, Jigsaw's got his mask. Yeah. The, I love I loved Netflix Marvel trailers. Because they're so freaking good. It's like watching a movie. And I also love that Punisher just has his own feel. Like, you listen to the music and you're like, yeah, Punisher. I mean, this is the most like. Frank, people are gonna die. This music with the Punisher, it's just like, yeah, I know exactly the guys that are into this in a big, big yeah. way. And I don't say that at judging, it's just so I on mean, the nose. And I know, like, our fellow friend from um, Marvel TV Weekly, Zia, loves the Punisher. So, it's not just for men, ladies. She's got some serious issues. Yeah, it's really, I love it. But this also kind of makes me sad because this and then the next season of Jessica Jones are the only ones that we have. For now, but we'll, we're going to talk about like what, what the potential future stuff is. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'll need some money. <laughs> he hands her a roll of bloody money. <laughs> cool. Not suspicious at all. So, um, this is the first look that we've had. Um, so, we know some of the returning characters. Agent Madani is coming back. Russo is now, who is now probably better known as, as Jigsaw, is, come, is, is there. Uh, we get well, uh, Detective Mahoney. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have his little cameo. Um, this appears to be Punisher on the road. Mm-hmm. So, he's out of the city, at least road for part trip. of it. Um, what do you think? Do you, are you excited about next week's premiere? I am. I am. I think, I mean, Punisher's not my favorite out of all of them, which isn't saying too much because they're all amazing. So I guess in, you know, the order of my favorites, he would be kind of in the middle of like all Marvel TV things. Mm -hmm. 
that I've seen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love that he has his own kind of like persona that you just, you watch it and you feel like a total BA, you know, and no one can take that away from you. <laughs> so I just like, I listen to it and I get myself into the space of like, you're just fighting. I'm very interested <laughs> to see what what's happening this season because last season was so heavy in terms of not just it was dark and it used yeah. violence in a big way, but it, it was got very much into PTSD and what goes on in a, a soldier that comes home from war. And I thought that was where most of the success of season one was mm-hmm. rooted, was in that part of the story, was because it, it took a character that could be just very violent in one note and made him very have a lot of depth. And not just like, they hurt my family, I'm going to get revenge. It was like, no, yeah. this is a, a character who has, there's a reason that he reacts this way. There's a reason that he's built this way. And it's and it's rooted in the real world. More than any of the others, even like, because like, Jessica Jones is like very grounded, but she's still a super powered person. Yeah. The Punisher, especially in season one, does, if you took the skull away from his like costume, could just be a show about a soldier. Yeah. And so this seat looks a lot more comic book heavy because you have Jigsaw with the masks and everything. It's gonna not that it's gonna be super powered, but you're gonna have that more comic book feel to yeah. it. In that, like, yeah, he's got uh, like, masks that feel like they could be real, like they're mm-hmm. they're not like rubber masks, but they're not cheesy. Um, yeah. They are dated rob a place in them. So it'll be inter- it, that'll be interesting to see. Does that uh, make you like more excited or just like mm, it, uh, okay. it doesn't not one way or the other. Um Punisher for me was I thought it was a great show. Quality wise, it was wonderful. It's not my kind of show. And that's the the like here's the thing uh, before anyone jumps down my throat. Like so like my excitement for season 2 is I'll I'll watch it. I'm going to watch it right yeah. away and all that because I want to talk to you guys about it. But it's just not the kind of show that I dive right into usually. Um, it's just not... I tend to go for stuff that has more comical... Not comic, but like funnier like yeah. angles to it. More like... It balances the light and the dark and Punisher was very heavy on the dark. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing... The fact that that show exists for people is part of why I love Marvel in the state that it is in right now. Is that the people that want that can get it. And even though it's not my favorite yeah, thing... Yeah. This why this, that's why you have... It's comic books. Because you don't have to read every comic book. You read the ones that you love. Exactly. Uh, and we're going to watch it and talk about it regardless. Duh. But I think that this looks like it will can pick up Frank's story in a big way. Mm-hmm. Are you disappointed that Karen Page will not be there for Frank Castle this year? Yeah. I know I saw at least one person in the chat go like yeah I mean it's heartbreaking I know some people in the chat were saying I think we even had someone that they were saying that they they weren't going to watch it because they know that it was going to be cancelled and that's I think something that unfortunately I think it's just in our minds like we know that these will come to an end maybe sooner than we'd like them to Mm -hmm. and by them I mean uh, the Punisher and Jessica Jones and especially with everything going on with Daredevil la 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 but I feel like we should just absorb the the content for what it is. Do not think about like, oh, this could be it. No, like just take it in. I mean, we we do this all the time. Yeah, we watch stuff not knowing if there's going to be like ten sequels or whatever, a whole franchise. Yeah. So let's just watch it. And and uh, the Punisher had the ability to adjust the like writers knowing that they're probably going to get canceled so so yeah. hopefully they were able to tailor that ending of the season to a place where it still 
possibly open, but we'll have enough of a close that, like, you won't feel unsatisfied. Yeah. Yeah. Like, fans of Luke Cage and Iron Fist are reasonably frustrated because those ended on such huge open stories, but Daredevil... They didn't know, but it still managed to close more or less on a bookend. Yeah. Punisher, I think, and Jessica Jones, knowing that they will most likely be canceled, have that have that opportunity to mm-hmm. round out. So I don't think you have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Daredevil, there is a petition going around on the web to save Daredevil, move to a new network, whatever it takes. And normally we wouldn't even bother to talk about this because these petitions are... The, the networks notice them, but they aren't necessarily always effective, except when they get to 150,000 signatures in just like a week. That's crazy. I mean, okay, I'm being super positive here. Do we think that hopefully maybe this will somehow affect things in the future? I mean, things have already been done. Things have already been said. Is there a shot? It can only help because 150,000 is is no is no joke like because for every person that signed this there there are probably one or two others who would watch or did watch that didn't bother to sign a change.org petition. Yeah, and it's I mean you can still sign. Yeah. So whether it's going to actually change anything, I think the bigger thing is that a lot of this is not it's, I don't think it was ever a question that people were enjoying or not enjoying the show or that people didn't want it, but it's all tied up in a combination of legal and creative like decisions for large that are bigger than one show. Yeah. Disney Plus is not going to have a show like Daredevil in the way that this this version of Daredevil existed. That's just not the net, it, it's you wouldn't put Daredevil on Freeform mm-hmm. or on ABC either it's just that's not the kind of show that those networks air and for that reason daredevil needs to if it's going to go on it needs disney needs to figure out a home for it where it can exist as people have have enjoyed it and they can't do that until at least next year so time will tell but one hundred fifty thousand signatures keep signing guys like you never know disney might see that and be like all right here netflix here's like Here's a million. Here's five million dollars. We please give us our rights back, and we're gonna just do our thing. So sign it. Yeah, if you haven't yet. <laughs> um, Mike Coulter made some comments this week about Luke Cage. He was asked, uh, as they keep asking them, like whether he was gonna be in Avengers Endgame at all. And he's like, this is the quote: "Am I in Avengers Endgame? Well, you know what? Based off what happened, I'm already dead." The snap already happened with Luke Cage. We're dead. We're already gone. I hate to break it down, break people's, but no, no, we're not. I so mean, basically, as far as Mike Coulter is concerned, that's why Luke Cage got canceled. It was because he got snapped by Thanos. I, I like that he was humorous about it. Yeah, that's that's the best way to look at it. It's like that's why we're not getting any more of these things. All of them just like they got they <laughs> gone. It happens. Uh, yeah. Whenever Thanos is womp, womp. in charge, yeah. Um, Zeno Hour was actually saying Daredevil should be a movie. I mean, either way, nothing's going to happen until yeah. twenty twenty. What I would love to see but. them do with specifically Daredevil, I can't remember if I talked about this on the air or not. Um, I want to see them do take uh, this version of Daredevil 
and do some like do movie uh two in one stories. Okay. Like um so Marvel two in one where they would take like like I wanna see Spider Man and Daredevil. And they do a one off adventure where you get to see Spidey and have to fight with Kingpin and Daredevil. Like you can take because now that Marvel Studios is starting to make these shows, mm-hmm. to take like two of these characters, maybe Spider Man in the in like maybe the top, maybe this version of Spider Man isn't the right one, but like when you have stuff like Captain America and Iron Man, uh, like Blackwood or like stick stick Hawkeye with the with the Daredevil, like something like that, where you combine two characters that you wouldn't expect to see together like that, mm-hmm. and just do a one off story with them, like a, a special, like a an annual kind of thing. Okay. Oh, I mean, more than annual, because we're basically saying bye to these shows. Well, what I mean is like like an annual issue, like the the ones yeah. that come out where it's just like it's a one off story. It's not doesn't break. It, it's in canon, but it doesn't break from. Doesn't mean that the the ongoing stories that these characters are dealing with aren't aren't happening. It just takes. It's just a standalone story in this universe, but it doesn't have to be like in the same like line. Like you can figure out where it goes later. Mm-hmm. That's what I would love to see them do with these Netflix characters with that Disney has more control over them. Um quickly going back to the Punisher, Ivan Soto's been saying that Karen has been confirmed to return to the Punisher. Oh, okay. I'm wrong then. So um, I didn't I didn't expect to see her because I'm seeing like on the road, but um, and because she seemed to be locked into where she is, yeah. Daredevil. Um, yeah. But that's cool. I we can't know everything here, guys. But thank but you for for, thank you for pointing that out. So, so we'll see how much of a role she plays in yeah. this season. Um, Legion had some casting news. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, Lauren Tsai, um, a, a, an actress who uh, you probably aren't familiar with. She's only done a few things, but this is going to be her first big TV role. Uh, is going to be playing a character called Switch. Uh, and so we see in that photo, that's the only current mutant that we know called Switch that exists. Okay. Um, Switch is a character with body-swapping abilities. Oh, cool. That was created in 1999 uh, during an X-Force run. Um, oh, he, fun. in the comics, was a villain um, named Devin Alomar. Um, but yeah, it, he can basically change uh like affect people and change and i think he can make other people switch bodies uh necessarily himself but this could be a gender swapped version of that character so it's kind of like freaky friday <laughs> right kind um of. but you can also do it with other people yeah a little bit yeah that's I, cool so we'll see uh we'll see what uh she does in that show that's really i just wanted to uh, make sure you guys were aware that that was happening i i mean that'll certainly add a lot to legion i think legion's already like a kind of crazy show that this would be super exciting so good for her yay (laughs) we've got uh about 10 minutes left and i want to talk about runaway season two let's do it all right (sighs) um so if you guys have so we're gonna talk about like Miles Morales won't I won't ruin the end of it because Amy hasn't finished season because mm-hmm. it's a lot, a lot of show to watch guys yeah 13 episode season um but uh Amy of what you've seen so mm-hmm. far uh so I sorry warning potential spoilers for runaways yeah. we'll try to keep it mostly spoiler free but you're gonna get a little bit here and there yeah um well so I actually told you I had never seen runaways um until super late of last year (laughs) super late december so i really just like dived in 
And the first season was fantastic. The second season, I don't know if it was just, like, too much at once. Um, but it, it's been high up and down for me. Um, but I'm still having fun because I love Runaways in that this is focused on the kids, mostly, with, you know, crazy parents, basically. And it's, it's really fun. It's really different. And the only other show I had seen that had younger characters like this was Cloak & Dagger. And Cloak and Dagger, like, it's also fun, but I love having the versatility of all these different characters. And now in the second season, they really understand what their powers are, and they still are trying to figure them out and see how far they can go. And we certainly see that in this season, <laughs> um, which adds to the drama, which adds to the action yeah. and the intensity. The stakes are so high. And I, I, I don't know. I feel like at the beginning of season one, I started finding myself, like, finding favorites with the Runaways, and now I'm like, no, I'm invested in all of you guys. Like, I want the best for you all, and especially, you know, now that they're on their own and they're having to do things on their own and not have access to certain things that they need, it it's scary. It's really scary. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked this season a lot more than I liked season one. Interesting, um, yeah. I thought that like season one, like halfway through, I got kind of like meh and like turned off and then came back to it like a while later. But this season, I just like I watched it just like in like a, a less than a week. I just binged it like mm-hmm. I was enjoying every moment of this. And especially I think the last few episodes were like flew by. I couldn't stop watching. I watched till like two in the morning. Um, which, to be honest, is not that late for me. But, um, but I was, re- but I, I really enjoyed it. I thought that the characters, the co- the like, the cohesion of the group really came together. The fact, like, the ensemble yeah. of this cast. It, this is truly an ensemble show, and they balanced that really well. Where no character really felt underserved over the course of the season. Like it felt yes. like Molly got a great. Molly had a lot to to do with like what like what she was dealing with with the like finding out her her about her family mm-hmm. and like trying to find new family and that all that Chase had a had a big arc with his father I, I won't spoil that like where oh it goes. my gosh though yeah like yeah um like Chase like Chase and Gert like together as as like a couple was very like surprising that how like how much they invested in that and like I know. I, I would I, I would question how quickly some of the couplings happened but it's also their teenagers so I totally uh, buy it I, I mean for some of them like with Chase and Gert I was like let's faster and then and then <laughs> stuff happened I was like whoa okay all right keep um, here. but you had Nico and Carolina getting together and they're just like That's when they so when those two beautiful. couples were like immediately bunking together I was like oh. That's not going to end well. Oh, my gosh. I know. She's like, you're moving in already. That's too fast, guys. I know. Um, we got, but we got more with, we got more time with Old Lace, which was really cool. I thought the, the like, the, the combination of practical effects with visual effects for Old Lace worked really well, where the, like, I really believe there, there's a dinosaur running around. I mean, around there, there is, but okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and Alex, like, he, he had a huge arc in what he's dealing yeah. with and, like, where he falls and falters. Um, it really affects everybody in the group. Everybody got yeah. their their time. Like, they used the 13 episodes really effectively. Yeah. One, also, like, seeing what happens when one or two of them kind of go away from the group and, like, do certain things and how that ends up affecting all of them. They don't really realize yeah. it. Like, you know, Alex, um, Molly, um, yeah, Carolina. Yeah. It's just, it's interesting. The the thing that I think this season, the reason I think this season really 
was more effective than the last season was that the adults were more effective as villains in this this, this time around they they sort of like it felt like they were sort of like pushing it a little bit but now we had the parents like they, we had to like them a little bit i think for the show to work yeah for how long they stuck around but this season added in enough external, like, non-parental threats that it felt like we were having... And and then, like, the parents trying to gain control but being victims of their own, like, their own circumstances as mm-hmm. well made the, the problems that the kids were running into more effective. It made it feel more grounded and real as opposed to just, like, these high-powered parents who are coming in to mess up these kids' lives because they're evil... This felt like, no, these are parents who, like, they did some bad stuff, but, yeah. like, there's that makes them bad people. And mm-hmm. so they're doing bad things, but there's also external factors. They're not just the parents, but pushing the parents into even more extreme places. Yeah, I also, I mean, I think they did a really good job in the first season of setting up everyone. There are so many characters that you could easily get lost and I think they found the perfect balance in the first season and even, you know, what I've seen of the second season of having enough time with the kids, having enough time with the parents, and then, like you said, outside uh, people that are also involved. I, th- I think they were doing a really good job that if this wasn't in the right hands, it could just be too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some Easter eggs uh-huh. for you guys, like, because I know everybody is going to Easter eggs. There's not a ton. There's a few things like that. Uh, I'm not. I haven't read a ton of Runaways comics, but like obviously they have the the hideaway, um, like the hostel is what yeah. it's called, and it's in the same place in Bronson Canyon um, that the Runaways stay in the comics, which is like great. It's like very LA. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually thought that the way that they tackled Los Angeles in this season was very good. They actually managed to tackle some real life issues with like homelessness and kids on the run, which you got with um Ooh, yeah. what's his name? Uh the new character. Topher. Topher, yes. Mm-hmm. Who came in um and like they they put the sci fi comic book lens onto addiction. Yeah. And like how that causes kids to be homeless and like hurt people that they care about, and that was that was ve- that was effective. Like kids having to go into soup lines, but being afraid to go into soup lines because of paranoia or like worried that they might get caught and sent back. Mm-hmm. All very real to the world, not mm-hmm. just superpowered kids. Yeah, and just I mean, like you say, that they really focused on LA, and just I mean, I think that with other. Marvel shows like heck okay um Cloak and Dagger like I said that's the only other one that you have younger characters Mm -hmm. I think that sometimes it's only I mean we've only seen one season but it doesn't go that deep and I think that even the first season you already are going so deep that you're like you know that they have really hard lives so I love that it gets so deep but then there's also like funny moments that you're like hey this is cool like we're just running away and we have crazy parents it's fine yeah 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 Yeah. um some other easter eggs um they did drop the quick wakanda reference that was hard to miss um alex just like throws the country like he could have said anywhere just like what was that um it was i don't remember exactly what episode he's like yelling something but the, the bigger one that I, I want to touch on, and I think this might be a little bit past you, Amy, so I'm sorry. Okay. But there's one moment where Nico is using the staff, and she banishes some people, and they go away. 
And her eyes, they use the exact same effect that Kaecilius, um, Kaecilius's eyes take on in Doctor Strange. Um, and Tina Minoru uh, actually appears in one of the Doctor Strange uh, MCU prequel comics, like the 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 like the prelude things that they do. Um, she shows up there. She has the staff in that in that comic, so she knows Caecilius. Mm-hmm. So my thought is, I wonder, and this is partially like a theory, is I'm thinking that her staff is powered by the Dark Dimension. So, like, is there some Dormammu stuff going on oh my with gosh. Nico? Like, that's what the eyes imply to me, which we see uh, we see uh, at least once during the season. Trying to avoid spoilers, but I wanted to talk about this one specific Easter egg because they very it's very deliberate that they're using the same effect from Doctor Strange. So I have to think that there is somehow because she's the staff has that dark hold over her. Like, there's something about that staff that is, like, taking her darkness and elevating it. So I think there may be a connection to Dormammu. Whether we'll ever get into that as, like, out loud, I don't know. But that's my crazy MCU theory, is that somehow this staff is linked to Dormammu. Dude, that would be really cool. Yeah. And I love how dark Nico got. And even what I've seen so far... Um, well, dark and dark, like in her own story, but also like the staff is driving her further, and that'll be something for her. Like again, just like it's it's it, it, superhero stuff does this. Like it's not the first time that we've seen like superpowers become addictive. Like we literally see it in the show. Mm-hmm. But that I think the what the staff can do with her and does to her, and whether she has to fight with it and like sort of make. If they, I'd be interested to see if they start treating it as an intelligent being that she has to like make a deal with, where she like uh, gives it like uses the darkness a little bit but doesn't want to go too far. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I definitely want to know everyone's thoughts about yes. the Runaways in the comments down below. You guys were great in the chat. Lots of strong opinions is what I'll say. Yes. Um, but keep those coming. Uh, and let us, yeah, let us know what you think about it. Uh, that's going to do it for today's Marvel movie news. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us, Amy. It's great to be back. Yes, it was. Uh, I'm excited to talk about all this stuff. We have so much to talk about next week. Next week we'll be one day away from the Punisher. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen between now and then? Maybe we'll get a confirmation of those Avengers at the Academy Awards. It's going to happen. Uh, Amy, where can everyone find you? You guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra MTZ, and also on YouTube. Just look up my full name, Amy Cassandra Martinez. All right, I'm Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. Also, be sure to check out my podcast, Ships in the Night, it's a silly comedy shipping podcast. <laughs> find it on all iTunes and all those platforms. Guys, this has been Marvel Movie News. Woo! Thanks for geeking out with us. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.